You're listening to a big, big, big Finnish production. So it goes. This is the Big Finish Podcast, official time bazooka whoosh bang date, 20th of May, 2000 and many things, including 18. Glad you popped in. I'm Benji Clifford. He's Nick Briggs. So true. And we, along with everyone else at Big Finish Productions, are the proud purveyors of really rather lovely audiobooks and audio dramas, which you can listen to at the touch of a button on your Big Finish app, which is free. There are also CDs if you want them, or you can download from our website. Up to you, really. Any road up. If you're a regular listener to our weekly podcast... Hello again. <laughs> Lovely to have you with us. And particularly you, yes. Um, you know what to expect. But if you're a new Big Finish podcast listener, oh dear, uh, here's what's coming up. Yes, in a moment we present for you our latest releases with rave reviews and tantalising clips. Mm. Tantalising. That'll be followed by the Big Finish News. And then my favourite thing of all, listeners' emails. Followed by our guest star interview this week featuring me chatting with Tom Baker. Oh, brother. I just did it just a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Oh, well, smashing, smashing. Hot off the press. Hot off the press. um, I don't know what possessed me. I asked him about John Nathan Turner. That's quite (laughs) an interesting answer in there. Because I I asked him the usual podcast questions. But yeah, talks about Tom Baker and, and his collars. Oh, those, Tom those ba- fab... No, he talks about John Nathan Turner, not Tom Baker. Why does Tom, ba- <laughs> Tom Baker does talk about Tom Baker? Is this making any sense? <laughs> no. Perhaps since it was inspired mm. preliminary by our last week talking about John Nathan Turner. Who knows? But before even that happened, oh, perhaps it was like a... Yeah. Unless it was last week, in which case it would have been because of that. But if it wasn't last no, it week... Wasn't, no, it wasn't. Then it must the have been some weird, yeah. spooky JNT ghost going on here. <laughs> telling us to buy Hawaiian shirts. Buy more shirts, and, buy more shirts. And the John Nathan Turner years. Is that, what was that release called? Uh, I think it was, called? was it the John, oh, what the, the, memoir, the, oh, what the memoirs, mem, uh, John. See, he's having to check, we're having to check, we don't uh, know the names of our releases, that's the thing you'll learn. Yeah, but there have been a um, lot of John Nathan Turner different books with funky names, and so this is, yeah, the John Nathan Turner memoirs, volume one and two. Ah, there you go. Or one, yes. two, two. Recommended by the, um... Randomoid Selectatron last time, which which you're about to mention. I am indeed, after, yes. comes up after the guest star interviews. It does indeed. We'll be on to the Randomoid Selectatron. This is meant to be a real snappy roundup of what we're we doing are, We're a podcast. snappy it's bunch. Turned into, and it turned, it's turned into a long, rambling, shambolic conversation. <laughs> about John Nathan Turner. But yes, if you don't know what the Randomoid Selectatron is, it basically selects a random Big Finish release from our archives, and then we have a little chat about it. It's rather nice. That's right, yeah in a selectatronic way and then we hit you right between your ear things oh. for the 15 minute oh don't do that I really hurt <laughs> 15 minute tease of doctor who yeah of the nomad mm-hmm. the very latest sixth doctor adventure starring colin baker as the doctor of course well then let's not beat around the bush old bean that's right because it's now time for the latest releases 
Unit Cyber Reality is out there. Great reviews. Doctor Who Watch says Unit Cyber Reality is another strong entry in the Unit series. It features a great mix of build-up, atmosphere and action. It's also great to hear such an incredibly fresh take on an old enemy. Another highly recommended listen from Big Finish. Faster! Keep climbing! I bet she's gonna run out of stairs. Uh, oh, my head is... Uh. Hold on, Sarah. I'll give you something for the pain. Connection re-established. It's a bridge. A bridge? To where? Another universe. Nine out of ten from Indie Mac user. This is a great example of the work this version of Unit consistently comes up with. That's very well read. I nearly said constantly. <laughs> Constantly, endlessly. Sci-Fi Pulse says, uh, the folks at Big Finish hit us with another brilliant adventure featuring, I just hit the microphone with my glasses, just, Classic. just copying you. Uh, another brilliant adventure featuring fan favorites, Kate Stewart and Osgood, as they take on two threatening foes and wind up making an unexpected ally along the way. <laughs> And then there's this corker from Starburst. Cyber reality is quite possibly the best entry in the Big Finish oh. unit range. After this volume, who knows where the unit team will go from here? The pub. Kettering, I think. <laughs> um, uh, the fourth Doctor Adventures and the second half of Series 7 is out there. Oh, I was just... You're, you're meant to have said that. Or was it me? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just carry on. Rock and roll into your next Sci-Fi Bulletin. I've written our names twice in a <laughs> row. Sci-Fi Bulletin says 9 out of 10. Tom Baker, Louise Jameson and Darren Boyd are all on good form. This is in Shadow of London, I believe. With Ken Bentley's direction and Jamie Robertson's sound design helping with some of the misdirection to ensure that as listeners, we're never too far ahead of the participants. That is a very cryptic Sci-Fi Bulletin review. It is. It's always very difficult to quote Sci-Fi Bulletin because they, they they give us lovely reviews but sort of say massively unquotable things. <laughs> Lots of abuse. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, so Indie Mac user says, this is classic Doctor Who fodder which I could see fitting into the original run with ease. I think I think it was meant kindly. The word fodder doesn't sound... So cannon sound fodder. Yeah, just it's just like old bits of rubbish shoved in a cannon. Fire! Yes, they can be rather prudish in the 1940s. What does that mean? It means it's a good thing you changed. It also means that for once the TARDIS should fit right in. Oh, this is the same London where we met Mr. Jago and Professor Lightfoot. That's right. Though that was over 50 years ago. But that London was busy and full of life. Doctor, where are all the people? It does seem a little quiet, doesn't it? The Lure of the Nomad, starring Colin Baker as the Sixth Doctor, is out there. You can hear a drama tease of its first 15 minutes at the end of this very, very podcast. But in the meantime, this is how it's being reviewed. 4.5 out of 5, that seems rather pedantic, uh, from Doctor Who Reviews. I'm going to review the reviews now. Uh, Matthew <laughs> J. Elliott and Big Finish have managed to achieve something quite special with The Lure of the Nomad. It's quite special. Tin Dog says a dark and witty story, <coughs> so much more than a base under attack, and with a simply superb guest cast. Look at the size of this place! Yes, Matthew. It's certainly a big. whatever this is. Definitely a spacefaring vessel of some sort. 
Now this might well have been the cargo bay. See those massive doors? From mass movement, the lure of the nomad is an entirely original creation, a story that doesn't fit into any predetermined mould, but rather one that goes off in its own startling but wholly authentic direction. Don't miss this one, a lovely one. And from Blog to Who, this is as good as they get. What? It has action, adventure, humour, fleshed out characters and an exciting plot. Combine all that with tremendous sound design, music, a new companion, add Colin Baker and, well, what more could you need? Wow, fleshy characters. Uh, So don't forget to listen to the 15-minute drama tease at the end of this podcast. And finally, don't forget that there's a free excerpt of the first half of Star Cop's Mother Earth Part 1, available to download from Big Finish for free right now. Star Cop's, you remember Star Cop's? Even if you don't remember Star Cop's, you won't need to have remembered Star Cop's to enjoy this. It's a great space police thrillery adventure um anyway it's entitled one of our cops is missing and is by the incomparable andrew smith ex-policeman and first man on the moon one of those things isn't true (laughs) here's a taster my name is nathan spring moving forward on me i'm the commander of the international space police force return fire better known as the star cops i hate star cops this is my colleague, Inspector Colin Davis. Evening. I'm going to wring your scrawny neck! Inspector Pal Kenzie. G'day. Oh, I could kiss you, Kenzie. No change there, then. Chief Superintendent Priya Basu. Pleased to meet you. Get the gun! Get the gun! I got it! Inspector Paul Bailey. This is all new to me. You need to stop the other soul. Don't let him get away. We need to save your stupid ass first. And there you have it. Those are Big Finish's latest releases this week. More of that next week. Yes. And now over to the Big Finish News Desk, which hopefully will be sitting behind, or it'll just sound like a desk. Sounds like a hammer, actually. A hammer? I do believe hammering outside Benji's window. I do believe it is my fault. I'm having a... uh, We're having some steps built, because underneath the decking there were no steps. And so now, because the decking was rotten, there was like a sort of massive drop from the door... Uh, so that's if you hear any building work that is what it is anyway like a mountaineering trip going into the garden was it pretty much yeah you know the poor dog had to jump it's like sort of you know so yeah but that's can't have dogs jumping and that is this week's news (laughs) the most important news story the top news story so far here uh, from the studio here is that nick has shaved his beard off Oh yes! What happened? Very, very, what happened? I just had a vague conversation. Steph and I went out for dinner last night, my wife and I, uh, because uh, on our own, because our son is away on a, a two-day trip. <gasps> wow! Uh, to an activity centre on the coast, and I just, you know, what what do t- married people talk about when they suddenly don't have any children around? I, I opted for the beard conversation. Good conversation. It was very man. brief. I said, I think I was, th- I had this mad thought I might shave my beard off. And Steph said, hmm, if you want to. <laughs> anyway, we talked about lots of other things. And this morning when I went to shave around my beard, I just thought, no, <laughs> on the good. beard. Instantly regretted it. If it seems to me my face is, is without a central feature now. Apart from my nose, which is never a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a very. I think it's a very different look. You know, it's it is. it's beards. Beards add a certain look, and if you take the beard away, you gain a certain look. You know, I think you look suave and sophisticated. 
What did I look like with a, a beard then? Sort of shabby and old. No, cool and knowledgeable. Hip, oh, hip and groovy. That's, that's brilliant. Just straight out with the compliment. See? That's brilliant. Is, is that is that you're not... going to make someone a great husband? You know that. Just that <laughs> no, lack of hesitation they, before compliment. Not if they've got a beard. And I... <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. You don't know what life throws. <laughs> no, it's very true. Uh, anyway, yes, yes. Yes. Well, um, thank you for bringing that up. Well, I suppose the, the most important thing here is Nick. Is 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 it breezy? Can you feel the, the breeze, the wind more? You really do instantly. Just by, you know, like when you move your hands around, you feel this waft of coldness on your face that has been unfamiliar to me for more or less the last four years. Very strange. Uh, but I, it is, I, this is the shave I had this morning. Uh, I'm not doing it again. It's, it's, I'm letting it grow back straight away. Really? You, not, you're just you leaving know, it? I'm not sticking with it. No, I'm not. It's, it's, it does make me look a bit younger. It makes you look a bit younger, but then I, I don't. Yeah. I, I think only a bit. Well, only a, I'm still bald. Only only a week younger, I'd say. You know, you'll catch up and all. Nah, it's cool, man. You you do you, you do you. But uh, yeah, so that's the beard news out of the way. Um, yeah, and the now I suppose news. on to more the, the, beard news next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it grows next week. Uh, so now on to the uh, the sort of other stuff that we talk about. Oh yes, audio dramas. That's what we're here oh, for. Yes. Oh yes. So in the news, a brand new trailer for Torchwood One Machines, a sneaky peek at our Big Finish original Shilling and Sixpence Investigate, and what's tingling the molecules of our extremely hard-working Big Finish warehouse staff. Oh, yeah, that's quite interesting, actually. Uh, first up, Torchwood 1, Arsenal nil. <laughs> oh, again, he oh, goes for it. Dear. How does he Starring do it? Tracy... <laughs> How does he crack the same joke about everything all the time? Starring Tracy Ann Oberman and Yvonne, and Yvonne Hartman, I've written here. She plays Yvonne Hartman and Gareth David Lloyd and Yanto Jones. No, as Yanto Jones. It's, uh, it's out in July. It's awesome. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Torchwood One, Machines. Ianto Jones, my name is Yvonne Hartman, and I work for an organization called Torchwood. You are... We've had our eye on you for some time now. <gasps> Me? We need someone of your type to carry out a very sensitive undercover mission. Bunch of scientists built a supercomputer, went zoolally, tried to take over the world. Like I say, it was the 60s. The original concept was rather too retro. We've gone sleeker, sexier. Yes, the history's fascinating, actually. No, Ianto is not. Yvonne Hartman. 
Well, this is a pleasant surprise. I'd hoped to meet you at the mayor's reception last year, Yvonne. Instead, I find you sneaking about my building wearing a scrunchie. Well, sometimes you just want to keep your hair up. Shitting and spick... <laughs> Shitting and spicks <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yes. I love that. Spickpun. The it's original under- word for sixpence. <laughs> Shilling and Sixpence, sorry everybody, Shilling and Sixpence Investigate is the September release in our fantastic new Big Finish Originals range. Here's a tease. On July the 23rd, 1939, as Europe teetered on the brink of war, voices raised in indignation and anger drowned out those lowered in reason. Out of your darkest dreams they to tell, haven't you? As a matter of fact, I do. By day, its voice is low and light, but in the silent dead of night... My finger, shush, no! Sorry, dear, couldn't help myself. And Shilling and Spixpence <laughs> Investigate uh, takes place in a sometimes quirky, sometimes dark world, as you probably gathered from that little uh, trail, where nobody is quite whom they seem. Mm. The stellar class class and a cast it's going awfully well today yeah for that quite includes celia imry quite quite, quite. Uh, celia imry, imry, imry. <laughs> celia imry david warner louise jameson matthew waterhouse and sam clemens who uh, is um, also directing what a rocking cast right there rocking get involved if only i could pronounce their name and only i could pronounce the title then we get some <laughs> everybody's just gonna be buying yeah. a completely different thing Yes, well, I, 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 I deliberately thought I'd get uh, Shilling and Spixpence because um, Salia Omri is in that one, and uh, and she's one of my favourites, you see. And Wavid Dorner. <laughs> oh, Dewey's <good> Lameson. <laughs> Wafu Mortarhouse. It's a good name. It's always risky doing that, isn't it? Because it might sound very rude. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Clam Simmons. No, that's not too bad. That's, that's that right. just makes me think of Davros and the, the clams of Scaro. Um <laughs> for some reason but anyway enough yeah, yeah. of this merry madness and jolly japes it's now we're, we're going to go on to our warehouse winners yes well i was talking to cheryl in the warehouse the other day as i do on email um ev- at least every other week but possibly <laughs> more often just asking her to send out some competition prizes and i don't know why i think jason had said something to me jason hagelary our esteemed lord and master uh had said to me about them listening to big finish stuff in the warehouse because you know um i thought they they see all these cds and i thought they might just be sick of them really <laughs> <laughs> um but but cheryl confirmed that they do listen to stuff uh, she said that um uh, that, uh, that well there's there's cheryl allison steve phil and andy there and uh they um cheryl says that phil and i absolutely love torchwood and wet ourselves every time we see a new title on the delivery schedule i'm not sure cheryl will be glad that i've said that but i think i think it's funny sorry why not why not they do they do such fantastic work you know they are the reason that all you out there who collect your cds get your cds and we're eternally grateful to them they've got there's just so much to do you know what i mean there's every day they come in and look at this mountain of cds and 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 get through it um, uh, she also says that she uh, makes them listen to Tom Baker. Oh yes, and her favourite, her favourite is uh, her favourite doctor is Sylvester, who's, who she's slightly in love with. Ace, don't, 
don't tell the others. Um, what else? Oh, uh, the, the latest of the Tortured Range, The Last Beacon and Believe are just be hashtag 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 why fantastic as always she's loving those uh the role and really enjoyed the shadow of london and the bad penny which are in the seventh doctor uh, uh second half of the seventh doctor series seven they haven't got the last two stories yet oh mm, wow to sort that out yeah and also here's here's one we'll have a clip of this actually uh the the main range seventh and seventh doctor stories They've just finished listening to the high price of parking, which uh, I think I, I think did I direct that? That is a fun one. That is a fun one with a fun it's, title. Uh, I as well. remember really enjoying it. Uh, so did I? I, I can't. I can't. I remember enjoying reading it. That's what it was. Anyway, here's a clip of that. Huh. I don't know about you, but I reckon this is a sell. We have to put you somewhere. We're not presupposing guilt. But you're still locking us in. It's a security measure. Deputy Kempton, I thought you implied we weren't going to be here very long. And you won't be if you're innocent. That, that's yet to be proven. We can't have you wandering around when you've potentially committed a very serious crime, now can we? A parking violation? On a planet dedicated to parking, miss, that's one of the most serious crimes there is. Reckon I could show you a few others. Can you tell me your reason for arrival? Tourism. Yeah, likely story. Empty your pockets into the slot. <laughs> you don't understand what you're asking there. They're very capacious. Then perhaps the whole jacket, sir. That seems a trifle extreme. Maybe. But if you could... Really, really one to uh, recommend there, actually. Uh, and this... I don't, you know, I don't know whether, you know, they're packing stuff into um, packaging and they may not really take notice of who does what on them. I don't know. Because Cheryl just said the best thing that you could possibly say to me. She said the one she absolutely loves and makes the team listen to over and over again. So they may just be <laughs> cursing my name. Is the light at the end. Aww. I wrote back and said, well, I, I wrote directed that. That's mine. Yes. Huzzah. Okay, and then she said, well, in that case, we'll never listen to it again. No, she didn't say that. Anyway, <laughs> the light at the end, uh, which was our 50th anniversary special, Doctor Who. Um, here's, here's a clip. Well, they've certainly got a big garden at this 59A Barnesfield Crescent. No sign of a fence and... Not humans, are they? Not remotely, no. At a guess, I'd say that wasn't normal for 1963. Largely not. Isn't the TARDIS supposed to help us understand what aliens are talking about? Um, it is, yes. Something interfering with the telepathic circuits, then. Now, that is a bit worrying. Still, he or she seems friendly enough. And the others don't seem particularly bothered by our being here. What are they? Have you met them before? Three-legged, monocular, almost plant-like. No, don't seem to ring any bells. And you're right, they seem pretty content with their lot. Looks like an agricultural society. If these creatures are plants, isn't that cannibalism? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're saying. But it's very nice to meet you. Yes, off you go. 
Ah. What are you... Ah, yes, I see. So we're not on Earth, then. Not unless another sun arrives in time for 1963. And I imagine that's impossible. Pretty much, yes. So much for your recalibrating. This is something to do with that red light flashing on the console. Is it? How? I don't know, but I set the coordinates precisely. And it was a textbook material... Whoa, 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 whoa! What the hell is that? Bad news, judging by the locals' reaction. Right quick, back in the TARDIS! You get some bang for your buck with the light at the end, don't you? You do wow. get some bang I mean, for your buck. Yeah, I've got, got fantastic reviews for it. And um, I really just want to, for the umpteenth time, underline the uh, gratitude I have for John Dorney and David Richardson for that one, because I absolutely didn't want to do that kind of release. I didn't want to do a multi-doctor story. I just thought, you know, it's been done. It's been done. But then they suggested... The germ of an idea to me and uh, it inspired me and I and I wrote light at the end as a result but thanks to Cheryl Allison Steve Phil and Andy uh, for your warehouse winners um, it's brilliant for uh, us to sort of find out what it is you're enjoying about the stuff we produce and, uh, and some nice recommendations there for people to go back and listen to, I think. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's nice to know that when your, your CDs are being sent out and packaged, that uh, they may be listening to that exact release. Who knows? But uh, on that bombshell, that shell of a bomb, um, uh, it is the end. I love your subtle explosion. Oh, you know, you got to I love the whip. You have to go... You always, always mix. If I'm doing an explosion, I always mix really low in the mix. A little yeah. one of those screamer fireworks because it's always. Oh. You, know, you need that kind of little bit of. <laughs> if only people could see your hand gesture that you do with that. I was, I always realise I do this thing whenever there's an explosion, like a big explosion coming up. Whenever I'm mixing it, I always when it when it goes off, I always go. Like that, always in my chair. Do that. <laughs> I'm not wobbling up and down. I have no idea explain. why. I just, I just sort of wobble as if, it, and I do it automatically. It's so strange. Very, Fireworks um, are good. I think there's there's a particular Doctor Who story I did the sound design for, which I think was the uh, Creatures of Beauty, um, and that I think the console explodes at one point in that. Oh yeah, fireworks I, are good. And for I that. got a load of fireworks, and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, fireworks are good, and I always use I use grenade explosions, but I speed them up and make them higher in the pitch. So instead of being like a big bang, they're kind of a bit more of a pop. And then add a few little sparks underneath. Oh, it's geeky. Anyway, this is the end of the news. It's not. This is not oh, called yeah. the explosion section. I mean, it should be. In fact, I demand that we have one. But um, but so, yeah. So the news is out. Nick, what's coming up next? Coming soon, our guest star interview with Tom Baker. Ah, yes. Yes. Oh, marvellous. Who speaks about John Nathan Turner. Yeah. Oh. And uh, really when you are. Uh, but first, listeners' emails. I love an email. I'm not joking here. I do. It's just one of those things, you know, you sit back, you have a cup of tea, maybe a Diet Coke, maybe even a... Uh, Is that what you've got there? I haven't. No, I've just got a pint of water, actually. I don't know why I said that, really. Yeah, yeah. Although I was disgusted. I Because I, 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 I think Diet Coke is like... 
like drinking full coke but you just don't have to think about or care about the fact that you're only drinking sugar but they ran out of it the other day so i had to go with pepsi max and i just felt it was weird it was like betraying an old friend but um Besides that, you know, one thing that will never betray me uh, are emails. I love them. And if you want to email me about anything at all, me and Nick are both here. We like to read through them. You can send us an email to podcast at bigfinish.com. That's podcast at bigfinish.co to the M. And, uh, yeah, we've got some great emails. So first up here is one from Michael Gilroy Sinclair. Dear Nick and Benji, that's Nick with a C and not a K there. Sort of, that's a, mm. quite a cool, hip sort of like. Yeah, my name's uh, Nick. Nick. <laughs> I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do that. Someone's going to have a K. Always a K. Or yeah. Nick. 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 Uh, the night will uh, say Nick. <laughs> we are now no longer the night. <laughs> you, must, you must cut a down shabbery. the mightiest tree in the forest. With a heading! <laughs> oh, that's just ridiculous. Anyway, it's not the Monty Python email here. Uh, now that's this the email, not me talking here. Now that you have Matthew Holness on staff, thanks to the frankly brilliant lure of the nomad, uh, don't you think it's time to bring us an anniversary box set of the seminal classic Dark Place? Uh, you could even ask Gary. Uh, you can even ask Garth if he had any unmade stories. After all, audio is the most vital of mediums. Regards, Michael Gilroy Sinclair at Tin Dog Podcast. Sent from the inside of my head. Is that Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Yes, God, you yeah. See. Brilliant. That, yeah, I, complete, I completely forgot that existed. That was brilliant, wasn't it? What fun that it was. was. Yeah, it was crazy. What was it? Was it on Channel 4? It was Channel 4, yeah. Remember they did that great 12-inch single remix of one of the songs on there. Oh, I'm a one-track lover Going straight down the highway Oh, good times. <laughs> Anything with Matt Berry is cool, though. I dig him. He's a, he's a dude. He's a 70s guy. He's got a 70s recording studio, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Some analog synthesizers. But anyway, Nick, what do you think? What? About doing that, I, wow! Well, you ought to, aren't we? Yeah, I know. John Ainsworth said he was lovely guy, and and um, you know we should talk to him about writing stuff. Yeah, we should do that. I think it'd be a hit. I really do. I know lots of people love it. I think it is actually something that people might enjoy. Who knows? Yeah. What was what was it you always say, Nick? Just imagine. Just imagine. There we go. <laughs> Magic. Cheers for that uh, one. Love Tin Dog Podcast as well, Michael. Great fun. Yes, they've given us some nice reviews. Uh, next up from Nathan Moore, Sir Nicholas and Dame Benji. Hello! <laughs> Dame Benji, Ooh. my warmest greetings. Warmest to I you I just too. wanted to say I have been an avid fan of your podcast since the very beginning of time. The dawn. And have, may, have been... Um, a humble Big Finish listener since the wonderful Sirens of Time. Right, you've got me when you said wonderful Sirens of Time. I buy almost every range, hold on, almost, uh, that you produce, especially anything Doctor Who. Yes. I was particularly fond of Jago and Lightfoot. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. And I'm looking forward to the grand finale, Jago and Lightfoot forever. Uh, just a couple of quick questions. Are there any plans for box sets which feature Doctors 5, 6 or 7 in the future? You tend to focus on all of the other Doctors, but, release such as the, uh, but releases such as the 5th Doctor box set, the 6th Doctor Last Adventure and Unit Dominion were extremely well received. 
Um, uh, yes, there there are some plans. So there. Uh, my second question is, are there any more plans to do any interview discs with actors in the same way you did Tom Baker at 80? That seems so long ago now. So long ago. He's 84 now, you know. I feel people would lap up many more of these fascinating insights into the lives of the people we love to watch or listen to. Um, Nathan, no more plans for those at the moment. Uh, thanks for everything you do. I can't praise it highly enough. Don't forget, there are lots of interviews in the podcast, so you maybe don't need those CDs. Uh, keep up the good work and buck up! Yours, Nathan Moore. Cheers, Nathan. Uh, finally, this one here from Darren Purdy. Dear Benji and Nick. Tut, tut, tut. Or, oh. You've literally made me have to put fingers to the keyboard once again. Fresh from completing my listen to marathon of the H.G. Wells classics, which I have to say is a marvellous collection of wonderfully evocative and thought-provoking dramas put together with love and care by all involved, uh, complete with all-star casts, I finally started on the Third Doctor Adventures. Well, by jingo, if it isn't another winning piece of work... I won't lie, I wasn't sure if it was going to work for me, but within mere minutes I was transported to an age of who that I just missed but loved through the wonders of VHS and DVDs of the day. Tim Trelaw is uncanny as number three and becomes increasingly indistinguishable as we progress through the collection. Basically, I can't praise that range enough, so I won't waste time trying. Well said, sir, well said. Um, that said, if anyone uh, sitting out there in the dark is weighing up whether to indulge or not, uh, let help. Let me help, I imagine that says. Let help, let help. Uh, do it! Do it! Uh, and did I mention how exceptional H.G. Wells adaptations are? Hmm? Perhaps you'll have to do some adaptations of his New Adventures novels. Sorry, I couldn't resist, uh, as I've really missed people asking about it. <laughs> another one, another. Yes, yes. No plans, no <laughs> plans. Uh, finally, before I set off into Ravenous 1, insert football gag here. Nick, take it away. Arsenal nil. <laughs> I have to say, back up! Um, what's with all these competitions always offering releases as a prize I've already got ordered it's very naughty yeah, sorry about that well look listen Darren those competitions aren't for you obviously obviously yeah. sorry. we'll try and think of one for you we'll make the prize something that's coming out in five years time yeah <laughs> you know, just give you a long warning beforehand and finally finally I was at a drive through of a popular fast food chain located near Stansted Airport last week Go me with this. Go with me on this one. Uh, and when I pulled up to the next window to pay, the guy serving leant out and said, "I see you love big finish," and indicated my third <laughs> Doctor uh, CDs piled up on the passenger seat. We had a brief chat, but probably too long for the Im <laughs> impatient customer behind me. <laughs> Get a move on you, so you swines! Um, that resulted in him convincing me to buy the Terror Hawks collection. Uh, so you clearly have one agents everywhere and two a compassionate <laughs> network a passionate network of fans a passionate no, not compassionate <laughs> a passionate a network of fans who love you loving stories thanks again for oh. all your output it keeps us going out here in reality land kindest oh. ramblings Darren sent from my quiet place 
<laughs> Very <laughs> nice. So oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's that's brilliant. Just I see. I, I love the way there's a typo in there, and he said and indicated my third Doctor cods. <laughs> <laughs> On the passages, yes, the CD. There was an O between the C and the D. <laughs> so, so there's third Doctor. Where, well, there's a special release we do. Um, the third Doctor in the form of popular fish dishes. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know. So he's a fish enthusiast. He says I've got the uh, that's right. Got the uh, third Doctor Huss at home, but it's it's not as good as the cod. There's um, also we've got uh, seventh Doctor Hake and uh, sixth Doctor. Fish cakes. I love that that double pack when you you know you can get the two eighth Doctor herrings together. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. And we we, we uh, advertise it under this big banner called uh, the Doctor Who Aquarium range, where once oh, once you've yeah, all so, well, put it together, something rather special that we're really working on top secret is an eleventh Doctor Pilchard's tin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! Wouldn't that be something? Eh? Wouldn't that be something uh, cool? Well, I think that's probably a good way to end the emails why not just as well just yeah. gonna you know i'm just gonna stick the emails in the tank with the pilchards the hake the hus <laughs> the herrings uh maybe some smoked salmon uh, no i don't want to put the, <laughs> can you imagine that yes uh, going to somebody's house but yes uh, oh yes I'm, i've got would you like to see my fish you go through and it's just like smoked herring in a tank <laughs> a few bits of old salmon floating around and maybe some prawns still in the bag Yes, he will. Charge! So, yeah, there you have it. Uh, you know, enjoy your emails. Take a look at them next time you're in the fish aisle. The emails might even be laid out for you there. Time now for Tom Flipping Baker. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm loving working with Tom. Marvellous. Uh, amazing. And I was just saying to Benji before we started recording it, amazing his energy in all the really exciting action pack scenes. He really just throws himself into it. Fantastic. Anyway, here he is. Uh, we, we had a chat uh, a couple of weeks ago. Hello, Tom. Uh, Welcome once again to the Big Finish podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> there are set questions, but I feel we've gone over them before. One of them is when did we meet? But we know that, don't we? We don't have to worry about that. What's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? Well, what tingles my molecules is that, um, is that they make me happy because um, I've only in my lifetime had one really massive success. Uh, which is Doctor Who, and which made me happy. When I got Doctor Who, uh, it was the fulfilment of a kind of dream. I suddenly got a part in a successful series in which it absolutely fulfilled all all the things about me, which is actually, first of all, believing in the impossible. Because, of course, I was brought up very religiously. And the thing about religion, the first thing, if you're going to succeed in religion and be happy, you must believe the impossible and and, and, and smile. And, you know, I mean, of course, you know, in those days, now, of course, being afraid of death seems to be more common than it used to be. When I was quite young, I couldn't wait to die, really, because uh, anything would have been a, a relief from the corner of Liverpool I was living in, you know, and, and the idea of going to, to heaven 
um, and sitting up there with angels really, really uh, appealed to me. And uh, and I was very, you know, very keen on um, confessing my sins because of this wonderful feeling of catharsis, you know. And sometimes, you know, when I go to confession, I sometimes told a priest that I had committed sins that I hadn't committed. And this was actually to please him, you know. And so he's going in and saying, it's a week since my last confession, Father. He said, get on with it. And he said, yes, what's happened the last week? He said, well, nothing, no sins, no, no, get out then. Whereas <laughs> um, if you got into the area, you said, well, I've, uh, yes, I, I've disobeyed my mother two or three times and, uh, and I was late for school once, Father, and also, I uh, <coughs> get on with it. Um, I, I, uh, I, I've had an impure thought. What? What did you say? I said, I've had an impure thought. Oh, very impure? Oh, yes, uh, I think it was very impure. How impure? I said, well, I was thinking about Monica Levinsky. <laughs> oh, he said, what were you thinking? I said, I, I was thinking I would like to kiss her knee. <laughs> kiss her knee? and so on. It would go like that. Uh, and because it was the only way of getting attention. You know, mm. children need this all the time, don't they? And so I got it and, you know, I was sniffing, you know, from a very early age because I used to swing, not only did I swing the lead, but I used to swing the thurible, you know, and put lots of incense on it. And when you were cold and oh, cold and young and hungry, it was great to snort a great big incense cloud oh yes it takes me back um now you said about doctor who being your big success and you know i've heard you tell a story about how every year you used to offer to resign and then one year you know john nathan turner had had the effrontery to accept your resignation yeah yes what would have happened if had he not Accepted. Oh, you've just gone on and on and no, on. No, 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 no. Okay, have I, you ever I, thought about that? I, I have thought, but if I I was at the end of my tether uh, as Doctor Who, not the end of my energy, but John Nathan Turner, who uh, was very friendly with me, he and a group of people like Stuart Money and, and people like that, Rob Liston, um, they used to kick around with John, and he was very convivial outside of the piece, you know, but he was fantastically opinionated about his own taste in everything and used to interfere sometimes, especially in my performances. And I found it really unbearable. You know, I, I just, I did not trust his taste in how the stories go and how I should mix in the stories. Afterwards, when he accepted very quickly my resignation, afterwards we became friends. And because he was very convivial, you know, he loved going out on the beer or whatever it is. We'd have to, and then we'd go, then of course we'd forget all the dark days and say, goodness, we laughed, didn't we? But John was very, very opinionated about everything, even about the design of my shirts. You know, what, what got to do with him when we had June Hudson, you know, or someone like that? But um, so it was no question of uh, if he'd suddenly said, stay. They did once, of course, when I did resign before, mm -hmm. and they persuaded me to stay. Uh, I couldn't. I, I think I was probably at the end of it. You know, there were too many people in it, and they were all very young, which made me feel very old. And there wasn't enough material in the adventure to break down into five or six parts in a twenty-five minute segment. Uh, it, it got very wearisome there. Um, 
and then I longed for the days of Elizabeth, you know, and 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 Mary and Louise. Fortunately, of course, they haven't gone entirely because I'm with Louise frequently now, and we're always in constant touch. We're very, very affectionate friends now. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, what's are. tingling your molecules generally in entertainment? What's what's interesting you reading? You don't watch television, do you? No, I don't watch television at all. I don't. What? No, not at all. Uh, and I've got out completely out of the habit. Um, I sometimes look on my computer at old things from the fifties, uh, especially classical comedies that I'm aware of. I, I'm a great fan of Sid Caesar, people like that. Um, otherwise, um, I read constantly, and and of course at my age, forget constantly. But I really am inspired. Uh, at the moment, I'm having a big uh, thing on Penelope Fitzgerald, The Golden Child. But I'm a terrific fan of William Trevor, who writes these melancholy stories all set in uh, in the west of Ireland. Um, I, I read them a lot, yes. And uh, I like sad stories, I think. I mean, I love to laugh. Um, so I read Saul Bellow or Woodhouse. But I liked sad stories as well, especially in winter. <laughs> um, do you have a guilty secret in entertainment, something that you like but you kind of think you shouldn't? Um, well, maybe, you know, I've, I'm notorious for my bad taste, and so I don't want to uh, damage my f career. But um, I think, actually, you know, I must tell a few people out there, look, you know, I'm not as perfect as you think I am, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Let's take some photos of you. And brilliant, always brilliant to talk to Tom. Hey-ho, he says as he enters the building. We hear that. Hey-ho. Hey -ho. Oh, what a legend. Ready when you are, sir. Ready when you are, sir. <laughs> which which uh, is a translation of... Um, Stop talking and let's do some recording. Ready when you are, sir. In other words, get it, get on with it, get on with it, get on with it. There are some great Tom Baker things. Like um, I loved the other day. I was just scrolling through Twitter as I do, and it just said, "Oh, just, uh, just thought I'd break up the day with a picture of Tom Baker with a parrot on his shoulder." And I was just like, "This is the best tweet I've ever seen." It was just a picture of Tom Baker with a top hat with a yes, parrot. I was like, "What more do I need in life?" Yes. Legendary yes. chap. Legendary chap. So next up, as we promised earlier, it is now time for our regular fixture, the Randomoid Selectatron. So, cue that epic music. Come on, then. What is it? What do we got? Gotta get the gotta get link up first, mate. Hold up. Come to the Sassacake. We have it's 102 Mission to Magnus, part of the Lost oh. Stories rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, oh. I was in that, you know. Well, I was very excited to listen to it when it came out, actually. Yeah. One of those legendary, uh, I think there's something about the title, Mission to Magnus, that tweaks your interest. And so to see it finally uh, released, um, you know, from its sort of legendary what was its status is rather funky yes the, well because it was that series that was being planned when um the bbc decided to put doctor who on uh, hiatus and so written by philip martin who of course created sill who's in it shaban and who was um maggie steed was in it and she is the only actor i've ever heard 
complain about us acting in booths. Really? And being really confused by it. She kept, she kept, you know, going, I, I, it's just really strange. And everyone else says, oh, it's lovely to be in your own little booth and in your own little world and hear people in your, in your hair. It's interesting, isn't it? But James George was in it as well, playing some um, other Ice Warriors, but I was... You I was were the, the Ice Warriors. Yes. Yes, I was doing that, yes. And apparently, according to the Big Finish website, I purchased this item on the 3rd of July, <laughs> 2009. Obviously downloaded it. There we are. Anyway, by the way, all this waffling on about it is the flipping trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Lost Stories. Mission to Magnus. Oh, this is where the evolved live. Where the wonders are. The magic. The knowledge of a thousand years of time travel experience. Does not disruption, destruction, the bloodshed of war between two worlds merit intervention from the Time Lords? No, it doesn't. Doctor, we're not on our own. Look. Another TARDIS? You still are not to be trusted. You must join the rest for execution. I am to die? No more, still die. die! This TARDIS has moved us forward in time. We are seeing Magnus as it will be in the future. Devastated. Blasted. Destroyed. Doctor. You have thwarted our plans before, have you not? Once or twice. I'd rather like to do it again. At last we triumph. At last our race has a home. Now we can arise and conquer. There we are, directed by the lovely Lisa Bauman, who has been with us since the beginning of Big Finish. And it is, of course, the 20th anniversary of Bernice Summerfield this year. So time to stop a moment and reflect on the fantastic work that Lisa has done for us as Bernice Summerfield. Uh, right from the beginning, there she was at the, the beginning of Big Finish. And, and helped us on our way and, and has continued, you know, as strong as ever, doing some great adventures uh, with Benny in the uh, alternate universe with uh, a strange version of the Doctor played by David Warner and going down a storm, actually. More of those coming she's out also, in the not-too-distant future. She's also one of the huge forces behind the Jago and Lightfoot range as well, very much yes. at the heart of that, and she guided it. Was it right through from the very start? Yes, yes, I think she directed them all. Um, and, and apart from a couple of the crossovers, I directed uh, a fourth Doctor story featuring them, but she was uh, she directed all the Jago and Lightfoots and also played a character, Ellie, in it. And uh, I know that Christopher and Trevor absolutely adore her. And, uh, you know, and I know that she felt the loss of Trevor very deeply as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, just a lovely little moment to remember Lisa there. Uh, a good friend and a, a lovely person, always absolutely. popular with uh, fans at conventions. She always takes the time to... Uh, chat to people and uh, you know and, and share her memories and, and people always come away uh, fans always come away from chatting with these are feeling 
feeling happy and um absolutely yeah. definitely definitely and she's great fun as well and that's the thing like i've i've been at conventions where we've sort of spent i think it was over in newcastle we spent sort of like a weekend in all of us together pretty much for like sort of like and was it three two or three days of it and it was just such such fun such a giggle and again we had i think we had a little party for uh, benny summerfield's birthday around there and it was just such a laugh and so many people there enjoying it and and yeah she she makes the time for people and it's lovely so a lot of love for lisa out there and yeah and if you've not heard the bernie summerfield stuff check it out because it's brilliant it really is that that is big finished isn't it It really is some core Mm. big finished stuff so yeah cheers and and as you say yes the mission to magnus one of her directing triumphs random word selectron always pulling out the goods there uh so you can get mission to magnus from the big finish website on cd and download So without further ado now, Nick, it looks as though the podcast is about to dash off to the loo. So it's time for us to do that trailer. Oh, yes. Okay, here we go. Available now from Big Finish Productions, a podcast released on the 20th of May in the space year 2018, starring Benji Clifford and me, Nick Briggs. Yes, and the news this week, we've got lots of funky stuff. We've got the Torchwood 1 trailer. We've got Shilling and Sixpence, a trailer for that one, very exciting. Warehouse winners, and who's our guest star this week, Nick? Tom Baker. Oh, yes. And the drama tease is Colin Baker uh, in Doctor Who, Liar of the Nomad. So you got yourself a lot of bang for your butt there. I think that's probably the best trailer we've ever done for the podcast. Oh, well, you know, very, very, you know, we're seasoned professionals out there, you know, yes. sort of, we know what it is. Sort of just a trailer. Sort of just uh, knock it out, really, don't we? <laughs> Bash it. <laughs> right. <sighs> and now on the Big Finish podcast, time for us to join Colin Baker as the Doctor in The Lure of the Nomad by Matthew J. Elliott. You're listening to a Big Finish production. Professor Hartigan. Professor? Yes? Where are you? I don't know, Captain. A meadow of sorts. These look like ears of corn, but they're a sort of purple colour. Please, don't go wandering off, Professor. I assume you're on the bridge of the ship right now. You can probably fix my location to within a millimetre. Probably. Then I consider your request for my location insulting. Please return to the shuttle without further delay. An entire planet to explore, and order number one is don't explore. Sometimes I think you don't want me to have any fun. I apologise if my dedication to keeping everyone alive and safe is cramping your style, Professor. At least you acknowledge that I have style. Bless you for that. You're needed back at the ship. The hundreds of years it took us to get to Erebus more than proves the ship can look after itself. A great deal of work has to be done before we can begin organised exploration. We've got the whole of our lifetimes. Isn't that the point of colonisation, Captain? We're a long way from what's left of Mirel now. May that planet rest in peace. We can do as we wish. You've always done that. True. Oh, 
We need you to oversee deconstruction of the bubble. The bubble can wait. I've just spotted something far more interesting. What colour is the wheat this time? Erebus is completely uninhabited, isn't it? Apart from a few insects, why? Because I'm looking at a distinctly manufactured artefact. Say again, Professor. An artefact. A pedestal, or possibly an altar, or a, a monolith. Definitely carved from stone. It's beautiful. Send me an image, Lincoln, and get back to the shuttle. Not on your Nelly. This is better than all the purple wheat on the planet. Professor, I'm sending a security team out to your location. Do not touch the artifact. Kindly don't take that tone with me, Captain Schumer. Do not touch. We're not in a museum. Though I must admit, this looks old enough to belong in a museum. What did you think? Of what? Of the programme. Oh, right. Doctor, you have to remember, this is 800 years before my time. Well, yes, but... Well, I I, I suppose I imagine some humour might transcend the ages. I just feel so sorry for that parrot. What? Nobody seemed to care what it died of. I'm worried it might have been neglect. Of all my travelling companions, Matthew, you're the only one who ever wondered about that. I'm sorry. Was that wrong of me? No, no, no. It's not wrong at all. Do you make all your companions watch it? Only the ones I think will enjoy it. So, what next? Well, I thought perhaps the Goon Show. No, I mean, where are we going next? Oh, um, well, back to the 28th century. Oh. Well, I promised you one trip in the TARDIS, Matthew. One trip became several trips, and I should probably return you to your own time now. I suppose. It's just... Just what? I'd sort of become used to this. You, the TARDIS, the adventures. I mean, first it was the Quarks, and then the Myrmidons. And the Chronosaurus. Don't forget the Chronosaurus. <laughs> as long as I live, Doctor, I promise. <laughs> How a creature with such tiny arms could have caused so much trouble, I'll never know. Uh, we must be grateful it didn't shred Mr Peep's diary completely. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I see your point. That's probably enough adventure for one lifetime. Oh, one human lifetime. And you're needed back in your own era, remember? There. I've set the coordinates for 2715. We should just have time for the dreaded batter pudding hurler. Oh, I think I have some cassettes under the console. What's that sound, Doctor? A distress signal. But we're still in the vortex. Well, that's strange. That's very, very strange. Okay, it's strange. But should we answer it?
Transmat completed. Recording on. Greetings, fellow radicals. By the time you watch this, my artistic protest will have been seen all over the galaxy. But this is exclusive content recorded just for you. The story of how I turned bad money into good art. You've probably seen at least one promo for Esther Brack's exclusive interview with the galaxy's most notorious capitalist, Eric Drazen. We've been given unprecedented access to the man and his latest and most daring project. All will be revealed on the next Universal Designs with me, Esther Brack. Only available on Mindbox One. Subscribe now. I'm about to teach Ms. Brack what a real exclusive looks like. For all Drazen's claims of top security, it was laughably easy to beam in here. This is the optimal point for the installation. Gonna leave the gear here for later. I've got plenty of time. First, I want to see what's so special about this secret project. Let's go lower. A lot lower. of this place. Yes, Matthew. It's certainly a big... whatever this is. Definitely a space-faring vessel of some sort. Now, this might well have been the cargo bay. See those massive doors? Uh, transporter, perhaps? Well, unless it transports rust, it doesn't seem like it's been used in centuries. Uh. Longer, even. Looks completely deserted. Are you sure the signal came from here? Oh, quite sure. 400 years after your own time, at this precise location in the Gallicite system. Which is very strange. So you said, Doctor. But you didn't say why. Well, it's no easy task to transmit a message through the Vortex, unless you happen to be in another TARDIS. And I'm guessing this isn't what most other TARDISes look like. I mean, you did tell me they can change their appearance. Their external appearance? On the inside, they tend to resemble my own glorious mode of transportation more than they do a huge, mouldering hulk. That's odd. Well, not really. I think they use the same interior designer for all the models. No, not that. This. Hmm? Look. My scanner's not picking up on any life signs. Oh, is that what your little device does? I've often meant to ask. No, Doctor, you don't understand. It's not picking up any life signs, including yours and mine. Well, that's a cause for concern. Let me just check. Nope. There's my pulse. And there's the other one. Mm, running a bit slow. Hello? Anybody there? Matthew, shush! Well, I thought we were here to help. I'd prefer to be more cognizant of the precise situation before we draw attention to ourselves. And I'm far from happy that the TARDIS's radiation meter still isn't functioning. It's been like that for as long as I've known you, Doctor. I'm sure everything's okay. Yeah, that's what I said the first time I visited Scaro. So, should we, you know, look around? Yes, but exercise caution. <sighs> what a dump. Rust and more rust. <laughs> Honestly, I doubt the man has the imagination to do anything special with this place. 
But don't worry, my beautiful radicals. Soon, this derelict wreck, whatever it once was, will stand as a tribute to Eric Drazen's incredible vanity and insecurity. <laughs> Finally, some guards. I am not a guard. Neither am I. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. I know what you both are. You're Makara, and you don't exactly frighten me. It is not our intention to frighten you. Again, sarcasm. I'm not actually intimidated by a couple of talking squid in suits of armour. We are not squid. We are Makara. Our exoskeletons enable us to function in this environment. Cool. We assist the designer. Do you assist the designer? Sure. Why not? May we see identification? Okay, here we go. This isn't the first time I've run into you guys, or girls, or whatever. But all it takes is a quick hack of your exoskeleton's neurostatic systems, and you'll forget I was ever here. There. Now. Shoo. I said, get out of here. Scuttle away. Go be semi-mechanical calamari somewhere else. What's the matter with you? I just hacked you. I'm sorry to say your hack has been unsuccessful. We have already been hacked. What? The instructions now entered into our exoskeleton CPU state that intruders must be eliminated. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. You know, I'm starting to think that the TARDIS is in need of a complete overhaul, top to bottom. I don't think we can risk leaving while there's a possibility that someone's here. Well, there's definitely someone here, Matthew. I should have thought that was obvious by now. No, I'd say it's incredibly non-obvious, actually. Well, why is there a breathable atmosphere if there's no one here to breathe it? Why the gravity? See? <laughs> Meant for humanoids, I should say. This is the level they seem to thrive at. All right, so we're not alone. Why are they hiding from us? I'm not entirely certain that they are. This craft, whatever it is, is vast. It could be that we simply haven't found them yet. So do we search the entire thing? That could take days. Or weeks. Right now, I'd be extremely grateful for a wall-mounted plate with a small arrow and the words, You are here on it. Even the Minotaur's maze had one. Mr. Drazen, everybody who's watching this is bound to be wondering, what's the story behind your acquisition of this vessel? The story is, I saw it, I wanted it, and now it's mine. And with the assistance of the greatest living designer, well, sort of living, it'll be the largest and most luxurious hotel in his... I'm sorry, Esther, do they have to make that noise? Noise? Yeah, those camera orbs of yours. It really is incredibly annoying. I'm sorry, it's their gravitic gyro systems. I'm just so used to it now, I never really notice it. It won't show up when this is broadcast. So there's nothing you can do about it? 
If there's a control for it on my clutch computer, I haven't found it. Controlling the orbs used to be someone else's job, but you know, budget cuts. Okay, so where were we? You were giving me some background on this, this vessel. Don't know, don't care. It might be thousands of years old, but clearly the original owners didn't have any use for it, so they just set it adrift in space. Having stripped it completely bare first. Almost completely. Everything else is being torn down by the Makara. You've seen the Makara, yeah? I'm hoping to get an interview with one later on. I wouldn't use anything in promos. They're not great conversationalists. Anyway, they gather up what junk they can find and take it to Willoway to see if she can make use of it. Ah, Willoway. It's quite incredible that a being of pure vapour should have come to the fore in the very tangible world of interior design. She says the transparent bodysuit she wears helps put her in the mindset of a solid makes sense to her. It was quite a coup, wasn't it, bringing her in on this project? Not a cheap coup, though. Honestly, the cost of building something of this size from scratch and employing Willoway as designer would have been prohibitive. Even for the man who boasts that he lives life like there's no tomorrow. Words learned from your father, perhaps? Yeah. Can we maybe focus on the hotel? Of course. Once the renovation is complete, what's the final stage? The final stage is getting the engines functioning again, and we move the Grand Basilisk Hotel to its final location in time for the soft opening. Now, can we take it that the name is a hint as to where that location will be? You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Oh, yes. Oh, rather. Smash in. Look at that. Lovely.